Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com back with episode 62 of the Locked on Bucks podcast. A happy Tuesday morning to you guys. Uh, whenever you might be listening to it, uh, today is an off day for the Bucks, as Tuesday often is. Uh, so not too much news expected today. Probably a couple tryouts, maybe the occasional transaction, but lots to get to from yesterday. Uh, did get to talk to Dirk Cutter, catch up with him about the Bucks' thirty-four seventeen win against the Forty Niners on Sunday. Puts him at three and three, and a half game out of first place in the NFC South. Uh, lots to get to today. You know the Raiders. Uh, Bucks are playing the Raiders. Sunday afternoon at home to start a three-game homestand. Uh, Raiders are the only team in the NFL that has won more road games than the Bucks have. Uh, Bucks have three road wins. Uh, Raiders have four. Uh, and actually, they won at Jacksonville on Sunday. Uh, and rather than fly back across the country, they have back-to-back uh, Florida games on the road. Uh, they are staying down here in Florida. They're actually at IMG down in Bradenton, uh, practicing there all week. Uh, had thought about going down today. There actually is some player access. Tuesday is usually a day off in the NFL, but uh, the Raiders have player access at the Ritz-Carlton in Sarasota this afternoon. I've got a conflict. We won't be able to get down there, but was thinking hard about uh, going down there. Lots of uh, Raiders ties to catch up to. Obviously, Donald Pan is on that team, uh, longtime Bucks tackle, who's uh, been down there with Oakland now, doing well there. Uh, Oakland's offensive line is a strong offensive line. They've only allowed seven sacks. In, uh, in their games this season, that's the lowest in the NFL. So uh, the Dolph, uh, the Buccaneers <coughs> pass rush will certainly have their hands full uh, trying to get to uh, Derek Carr. As much as his brother was known for uh, getting sacked early and often in his NFL career, uh, they've been able to keep defenses away from David Carr, or Derek Carr. Thank you. Uh, and Derek Carr, you know, honestly, when you look at young quarterbacks, is playing very well, um, has connected very well. My Crabtree. Uh, has Amari has uh, Amari Cooper as uh, really two strong receivers. I mean, in terms of passing offenses that will challenge this secondary, uh, Oakland will be right there with any that the Bucks have faced. Uh, Michael Crabtree is tied to the NFL lead in touchdowns with Mike Evans, so you get two six touchdown receivers going head to head on Sunday. Uh, and again, you could argue uh, Amari Cooper is probably even the better of the two. Uh, is still a young guy, a second year guy, but somebody that can can really make plays down the field. Um, lots to talk to today, lots to talk about today, I should say. Um, wrote this morning about the Bucks' run game, just as an extension of what we had in Monday's paper. Um, you know, Buccaneers kind of had every reason to question whether they should stay with that commitment to the run game on Sunday. Um, you know, they're down to their third running back, uh, kind of got stoned on their opening drive, uh, had a third and one, a third and two in midfield, and got stopped for one yard, and then went for it on fourth and one, and Peyton Barber got stoned, uh, stopped cold to end a drive there at midfield. Uh, and they're down 14 nothing after one quarter. But to his credit, uh, Dirk Cutter, you know, no panic at all. I think certainly saw that they had run the ball well against a defense that a lot of teams have run the ball well against. 
and, and really stayed with it. Uh, I thought they did a good job of rotating in their backups of using Anton Smith and the rookie Peyton Barber to keep uh, Jacquez Rogers from getting kind of overworked there. Uh, big game. I mean, Jacquez Rogers had a great game to have 154 yards on 26 carries. Uh, he's standing there. I mean, Jacquez Rogers didn't play in week one, had barely any touches in week two, and he now has 324 rushing yards. Uh, he's averaging 4.7 a carry. Doing very well. That's one of the better success stories you can find in terms of uh, a guy coming off the street, stepping in, not realizing he would have such a big role, but embracing it and doing well. It's a testament to the Bucks offensive line uh, that they've been able to run the ball as well as they have the last two weeks. Uh, Raiders don't have a good defense either. I mean, the Buccaneers go from the worst rushing defense in the NFL with the 49ers to the Raiders having the worst overall total defense in the NFL and uh, also having the worst pass defense in the NFL. These are in terms of yards. Uh, their run defense, I think, is, is bottom five. So, again, Raiders have given up a lot of yards and certainly given up points uh, where they're dangerous is on the offensive side. They're, they're, they've won a lot of high-scoring games this year. Uh, I think if the Bucks can just step up defensively the way they have the last two weeks, uh, might be one of those where if you can hold Oakland uh, maybe under 24 even, uh, they've shown they're going to give up the yards and give up the points. So uh, opportunity for the Bucks to get a win against a team that's played very well and very well on the road. Um, you know, three-game homestand uh, and two games in a span of five days because they're going to come back after Oakland and get the rematch with the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday night. Uh, so a quick turnaround there. And again, it's one of those where you blink, and in a week's time, this could be a 5-3 and three team or it could be a 3-5 and five team. And the season, uh, certainly the momentum of the season, kind of hangs in the balance. Obviously, you can uh, go very quickly from 5-3 and three to 5-5 five and five, or from 3-5 and five to 5-5. Five and five. But, uh, you know, this is a Bucks team that hasn't had much life above 500 in recent years. Uh, a game or two here or there. So for them to be in position to be above 500 and start talking about themselves in the mix for a wild card, um, there's an opportunity for that certainly here in the next uh, next three weeks as they get a, a nice run of home games. Dirk Cutter uh, made a point to say, and actually this is getting something he came back to it on his radio show Monday night, doesn't want to see a lot of Raiders jerseys in the lower bowl. Wants uh, Bucks fans to make sure that Bucks fans aren't selling their sick their seats and their tickets to uh, Raiders fans. Said uh, rather than sell it to a Raiders fan, want you to give it to a neighbor who's a Bucks fan as an early Christmas gift. Uh, so fun to see him. Uh, that's the old college coach in him uh, trying to get uh, as many fans down in that first level there uh, to give it the feel of, of a home field advantage. Here you, know, you get these teams like the Raiders that don't come in as often uh, that are literally in town maybe every eight years. Uh, and as a result, their fans, uh, they turn out. I mean, there's a lot of Raiders fans all over Florida that have been waiting for a game like this. Uh, I'm sure there's some that went to Jacksonville and have made their way down here. I've certainly heard from uh, Raider Nation on Twitter just for posting that quote from Cutter, that keep the Raider fans out of the lower bowls. Uh, heard a lot with that. I do want to mention here uh, that our sponsor for today's podcast is SeatGeek. Great to have Seeky back on board here as a sponsor, uh, not only in this podcast, but all over the Locked On Podcast Network. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. Uh, There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. was looking on their site this morning, trying to see uh, what tickets you can get coming up here in the next week or two. Bucks Raiders on Sunday, which that had, we keep mentioning this. Uh, the Bucks were giving away 
Jameis Winston's starting lineup figures to everybody in attendance. Uh, if you're old man like me, you remember the starting lineup figures back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, we had talked about that on the podcast when they first uh, confirmed they were doing this. So Jameis Winston's starting lineup figures coming on Sunday there. But anyway, if you want to go to the game and get one of those figures, uh, Bucks Raiders tickets starting as low as $30 each on SeatGeek. Uh, face is fifty dollars, so that's a, a cheap seat. Whether you're a Bucks fan or a Raiders fan, uh, Falcons game Thursday night a week for Thursday is a thirty nine dollar ticket for Bucks Falcons on SeatGeek. And uh, if you're interested in USF, USF Navy Friday night, uh, watch the midshipmen come in and try and uh, run on USF, and USF trying to stay in in position to contend for. Uh, a division championship there in the American. That game Friday night is a $10 ticket on uh, SeatGeek. So go see the Bulls on Friday night as cheap as $10 there. Uh, again, SeatGeek, I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it is by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. Uh, with SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but with SeatGeek, you will always find the lowest available price. Uh, SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck, and that's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. Uh, you can sort by that. You can sort by price. Uh, they might think the best value is, is a $180 ticket that normally goes for a lot more than that. But you'll immediately see the underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Uh, for my listeners, uh, if you have uh, if it's your first SeatGeek purchase, you can get a $20 rebate. All you have to do is download the SeatGeek app, go to Settings, and click on Add a Promo Code. Enter the promo code LOBUCKS for Locked on Bucks, LOBUCKS, and SeatGeek will send you a $20 rebate after you've made your first ticket purchase. So download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code LOBUCKS today. Again, great to have them on board as a sponsor. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, for you guys, still lots to get to here in the podcast here. I want to talk about Mike Evans. Uh, obviously, had a big game on Sunday, two touchdown catches. Really connected well with, uh, with Jameis Winston there. And, and this isn't news to you guys, but he is on pace uh, to pretty much break all the major Buccaneers single-season receiving records. Uh, six touchdowns, as we mentioned, tied to the NFL lead there. Uh, that would put him on pace for 16 for the season, which would break his own record of 12 that he set during his rookie year. Uh, he's at 40 catches and 545 yards. Uh, 40 catches would put him right at 107 catches, which is one more than Keyshawn Johnson's Buccaneers team record. He's on pace for 1,453 yards, which would break Mark Carrier's 27-year-old team record. Uh, be interesting to see how well Mike Evans can handle the rest of this stretch here, rest of the way, with Vincent Jackson hurt. Obviously, there's not a clear-cut thousand-yard type number two receiver. Uh, so they have to find ways to get him into single coverage. Uh, you probably saw the Buccaneers did a really good job of moving him around. He's usually lining up uh, as the, when they line up with one receiver on one side and two and three on the others, he's usually the ISO side, the guy that's by himself on one side. Uh, but they moved him into the slot. They moved him over to the double side where they have two or three receivers. Really did a good job of moving all around to make it harder for the Niners to dictate their coverage based on where he is to double cover or have a second person on him. Uh, moved him around a lot. So again, Mike Evans, uh, very promising start. Already has twice as many touchdowns as he did all of last year. Uh, do you want to talk about returns a little bit? We talked to Dirk Cutter yesterday about his return game. 
Uh, one of the few things that has not gone well or did not go well Sunday, uh, both kickoff and punt returns, we've talked about how the Bucks are playing it very safe and very conservative uh, with kickoffs and kind of taking the 25 yards for a touchback, uh, not whenever they can, but, but more often than most teams. They have seven total kickoff returns in six games. That is the lowest total in the NFL. Uh, again, if you look at the numbers on their returns, it makes sense that they would choose 25 yards for the touchback whenever possible. They're only averaging 13 yards per kickoff return. That is the worst in the NFL for an average. Uh, had some rough ones early. Uh, Ryan Smith kind of got caught fielding punts right around the goal line uh, where you have to kind of make a delayed decision on whether to bring it out. So had one that got to the 13-yard line, had one that got to the six. Uh, after a penalty that led to a short kick, kind of let him do that mortar-style mortar kick. Uh, but anyway, uh, Dirk Cutter said he has no problems with his returners. Uh, he, he's Happy with what they're doing. No changes coming there. Adam Humphreys uh, has been fairly solid as the punt returner. Had two muffs on Sunday. Uh, one was a bit of a scare there, like a muff inside the one-yard line. They had a punt in the last, uh, I don't know, 45 seconds of the first half. And I think Humphreys just kind of lost track of where he is. Usually they say you start on the 10. Uh, if you take more than about a step back, you don't want to necessarily field the punt because you can kind of let it uh, go and hope that it goes into the end zone. Uh, and Humphreys, like I said, had to kind of back almost into the end zone, muffed it, was able to get out to the 16-yard line, so it wasn't necessarily a, a bad return. Uh, just a dangerous thing to have the ball on the ground, as he did twice on Sunday. Uh, Brian Anger, having not talked much about the new Bucks punter this year, but uh, praise for Brian Anger yesterday from Dirk Cutter. Uh, he's off to a very good start. Um, Bucks brought him in from Jacksonville. Uh, had a reputation as a guy that would have really good overall averages, but not as good of a net average. Uh, he is on pace to have the best punting season in Buccaneers history. Uh, right now, he's averaging 46.3 yards, uh, which is pretty strong. That would make him, uh, by career average, the best punter in Bucks history. His net punting uh, ranks, that's punting minus returns, minus touchbacks, all those kind of things. His net punting, seventh in the NFL right now, 43.0 yards net average. The best ever for the Bucks. the season record is 40.3 yards. So he's in position to not only break that record, but break it by almost three yards. Uh, the Bucks. we talked a little bit yesterday about the Bucks gunners, uh, about Josh Robinson and Russell Shepard, and the pressure they are putting on opposing punt returners by getting downfield quickly. Uh, the Buccaneers have 30 punts this year, and they've forced fair catches on 16 of them. Uh, they're the only team in the NFL that has more than half of their punts going to fair catches. So that's literally, that's what helps your, your net average is when there's no return on a punt uh, more than half of the time. He's got 13 punts inside the 20, which is on pace for a Bucks record. Uh, the fair catches is on pace to be a Bucks record as well. So lots of uh, impressive punting for Brian Anger going through that. Uh, as we go through things here, I want to go... Uh, and take some of your questions from the mailbag. We had invited you guys yesterday uh, to tell us your reactions to the game on Sunday, things that stood out to you, and got a fair amount of responses here, so I want to make sure we get to some of these. Uh, first thing that comes in, uh, you know, next Tuesday, one week from today, is the NFL trade deadline. Uh, I think the fantasy football owner in you guys comes out this time of year. Everybody clamoring for trades, everybody wanting the Bucks to make a deal. Uh, make a deal for Torrey Smith, the receiver from the, Red, from the 49ers. Uh, make a deal for uh, Joe Thomas, the tackle from the Browns. I don't expect the Bucks to make any kind of deal for Joe Thomas. If you think about it, they're very heavily invested in their tackles. Uh, you know, put a second-round pick in Donovan Smith. He started every game in his career. 
just extended DeMar Dawson, where he's getting paid like a starting right tackle. So would surprise me. It's not that Joe Thomas wouldn't be an upgrade. I just think you have to be aware of the talent you have. And usually when you make a trade in season, when you deal a draft pick for somebody uh, for only half of a year or to take on a big contract, it's with a specific need and an urgency that I don't think the Bucks had to tackle. But anyway, uh, Zach uh, Gall- Gallagini, I want to make sure I'm saying that right, has a question. He says, sometimes I wish there were more trades in the NFL. Uh, it just seems harder to make moves than the NBA. There, there are not a lot of trades in the NFL. Aside from like draft weekend, you do not see a lot of trades in the NFL. I think you'll see a couple trades at this deadline. Uh, normally it's teams that are out of contention, uh, dealing away guys that they think uh, – they're better to get the draft pick for. The NFL is a little different from baseball. In the baseball, you see the trade deadline, and it's like uh, players that you know are leaving in free agency. They'll deal away uh, because the the comp pick, the draft pick you get for losing free agents, is not nearly as big a sure thing in baseball as in football. You might get a sandwich pick. You might get a compensatory pick. It might be five years before you get that guy, and, and it's just the odds of it panning out aren't nearly as good as the NFL, where if you get a third-round pick... That guy's starting for you the next year. It's an immediate return on the uh, on the reimbursement you get for losing a free agent. So, again, we talk about Torrey Smith. And honestly, this morning, some of these 49 riders are saying they don't think he's on the market. They think that's very overstated, some of these reports that Torrey Smith's available. With any player, if they get a wow offer and they get an amazing offer, they're going to deal him. But right now, I don't see the Bucks even having lost Vincent Jackson, uh, making a long-term move that hurts them in terms of giving up a draft pick for any kind of uh, short-term return. Torrey Smith is a guy that's going to be under contract. You could think of him as being a early start on free agency next year. I still don't expect them to do that. Peter Kast uh, wants to know, uh, actually has a comment here more than anything else. Peter Kast says, it depends on what they have to give up. I don't think Jason Light is as desperate as many fans are. And I would agree. There's definitely, again, I go back to fantasy football when you can kind of make any trade you want every week. Um, there's chemistry that comes into play. There's salary cap implications coming into play. There's the unknown of how well will this guy fit in my system? How long will it take him to learn my system? Lots of reasons it's hard to bring a guy in in the middle of the year and get a lot. So again, I can't write it off. I can't say the Bucks aren't going to make a deal. Uh, but uh, I would be surprised if they make any kind of major acquisition where they're giving up a draft pick or anything like that. Um, other things you guys have asked in the last 24 hours, uh, you guys pointing out video of Jacquez Rogers in college. You know, uh, Dirk Cutter knows very well who Jacquez Rogers was. Talks a lot about that game he had uh, in 2007 against USC. Uh, he's very familiar with what he has done, and I think his confidence in a guy that he had in Atlanta has paid off here. So I think you're going to see him have a little bit more credibility with the Bucks front office. Uh, there's a good relationship there where they're listening to each other for sure, but the way that he's worked out, I would think the next time he's recommending the Bucks go and get somebody, like he did last year with Joe Hawley, like he did this year with Jacquez Rogers, there's definitely a sense of this isn't just a guy he knows. This is somebody that he has a good bearing for what this person can do. They're available. Uh, he thinks they'd fit in well. I think they're going to trust him. I think you're going to see more of that. Uh, did get a comment from JT Olson, Icewater Olson. As good a nickname as I have for my commenters on Twitter. Uh, says, I've been so impressed with the light draft picks this year. Evans, Jameis, Quan, Marpet, Hargraves all look great. I would agree. They, they've done a very good job. Again, we're, we don't want to talk about kickers and when you're supposed to take kickers in the draft. But in terms of their highest draft picks and, and making good choices at the top of the draft, it's hard to argue with what they've done 
in recent years here. Like you said, Evans tied to the NFL lead. Jameis Winston obviously doing well. Quan Alexander is the fourth-round pick, leading them in tackles. Uh, Vernon Hargraves does not have a penalty yet. Six games into his NFL career. Had one penalty that was declined. So has not had a penalty accepted against him yet. Uh, he is playing every down in the NFL. And they're not doing much to throw his way. So it speaks very well what he's been able to do. Hasn't had the splash plays with interceptions like you'd like to have. But just in terms of playing well and picking things up, I think he's definitely benefited from moving outside full-time, not having to worry about being inside and outside. Uh, but I, I would agree. Those high draft picks, I think those low rounds have not necessarily worked out well for Jason Light. But hard to argue with his top draft picks and how well they've uh, played out here in three years. Guys, I'm going to wrap things up here. We're at the 20-minute mark. Uh, lots more to get to here this week. Looking ahead to the Raiders, looking ahead to Derek Carr, uh, looking ahead to that defense and Khalil Mack and things like that. So lots more to talk about. Uh, could have some transactions to talk about after today. Uh, but we'll be back on Wednesday. I want to thank you guys for your questions and comments. Please keep those coming at Locked on Bucks on Twitter uh, via email at LockedOnBucks at gmail.com. Thank you guys again. This will wrap things up for Episode 62. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday, but for now, for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com, this is Greg Almond. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.